look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Good evening, everybody. This is Bill Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Murfreesboro. You're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K. Lady K, how's it going? I'm still crying about the game, but it's okay. Amen. I think it may be something to do with the quarterback. I've heard, uh, how do you, well, we won't, we're not here to talk, but we, we can start out about football. The Titans won today. Yeah. The Ra- Blue Raiders won. That was good against Murray State. I was going to try to give away some tickets up here. Scott and Bart Walker have got some free tickets, but the game was Ooh. yesterday, so we're not going to be giving away <laughs> tickets. But Tennessee just, um, I don't know. I don't know. That one drive where they scored real quick, it's like they're off and running, and then it just it just wasn't meant went, to be, I went guess. Down from there. But I'm I'm excited about tonight's show. This Mayor McFarland has been nice enough to come up here at nine o'clock at night to entertain us. No, not to entertain. I know, <laughs> and typically I'm in bed by now. Yeah, and we're, we're going to cover a lot of things. A lot of things have been going on in the city. I think we've. Recently, most recently was Cannonsburg. Y'all were going to tear it down. <laughs> I, I'm quoted in the paper today, and I do remember when it was open, and Mayor Westbrooks, W.H. Westbrooks, and Allie Clark, his wife, very fine people, uh, were good friends of my mom's parents, the Rogers. And uh, they kind of taught me and my younger brother how to play Rooks. So the Mayor Westbrooks. Sure. We shoot the moon a lot around here. You I love, what I'm play, saying? love, I love pl- Rook. Love playing Rook. Lady Katie, do you play Rook? No, sir. Okay. So we're going to cover <laughs> Cannonsburg. We're going to cover the amphitheater. We're going to cover uh, Sportsplex. I've, I've been on the show with you like three or four times, and when we get done, I, I look back, and I think we talked about 497 things in, in, <laughs> in, in, in a 60-minute Thank period. you, Mary. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> um, and we, we, we just mentioned uh, – Something about you were going to announce your candidacy for something. No. Was it Congress? No. Is that what we're talking about? No, 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 we, we got, no we sir. We need a congressman in Murfreesboro, dude. No, I'm perfectly fine where okay. I am. Lady Kay, would you like to chime in? I would like to announce my run for... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for city council? No. Oh, I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and get started. Some of the questions I've got people... Uh, I've had some people text me. You, you can... Uh, we'll get a buzzer over here if I'm not supposed to ask this, Okay. Uh, here's one somebody sent me. I can appreciate the growth and expansion in Murfreesboro. With that, how will the tax breaks being given to the groups coming into our community support the infrastructure needed for this growth? I guess they are talking about apartments and stuff like no, that. No, I mean it's a tell it's, us how that works. It's really a catch twenty two, and it's one of those things you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't. Like you know, we've been recruiting for years a specialty grocer to come into town Harris Teeters is that is it Harris Teeters no it's you can't talk about some it, of the others but you know we when, Dixie. I, no, when <laughs> I first got elected I tried to set up meetings with Whole Foods with Trader Joe's none of those folks would even talk to us hmm. I mean we couldn't even get them so we finally got a meeting set up with a company called Sprouts and we 
were able to talk them into coming to Murfreesboro. Well, you know, fast forward while that's going on, we couldn't get even get Costco to entertain coming to Murfreesboro. And so anyway, it's a long story, but, you know, I think incentives are no one likes giving incentives because my small business, we don't get incentives. And, you know, people talk about bringing national headquarters into Murfreesboro. And, you know, I joke and say, well, look, there's every small business is a national headquarter. You know, they they have their business based in Murfreesboro. Right. You know, that it, it's it's just sort of a catch-22 on trying to figure out those that incorporate or those that come into the city, the tax benefit they provide for. Like, so, for example, Costco, I think the final deal, the city ended up buying the land for Costco and the amount of tax sales tax revenue that came in on Costco, it paid back the land in eight months from the initial the initial time that wow and and so then we continue getting that sales tax revenue so i think it's a very limited basis that you see those tax breaks that come across right i mean the city passed impact fees back three or four months ago you know where residential multifamily now are you know we're paying impact fees right Um, so but i mean don't think that those impact fees are not being passed down to the buyer i mean it's it's like what we're sure it's like the inflationary things that we're dealing with you know, on the federal level right now. And, yeah. you know, as our interest rates have gone from 3% to 8%. It's crazy. Don't think that that's not reflective in what we're paying for goods and services now. Pass the buck. Yeah. So Pass it, it on down. It's it's a, it's not something that I would say that we jump up and down about doing. But, you know, it's like this bit where we're sitting right now. The Broad Street development's coming here. Hotel's going to be here, right? Hotel sitting, I think, right where we're sitting. This is where the hotel hopefully will, will be. Um, this property that we're sitting on right now, this whole area paid 19, we get $1,900 a year in sales tax. I mean, excuse me, in property tax. That's, that's what the city gets. And so with this new development that's coming in, you know, over a 15 year period, that's like $9 million that we get. That we'll get back. So it's, you know, when you talk about like tax incremental financing, it's not like we are getting the money anyway. Right. We're getting nothing off this property. So there is part of it that you have to be able to do to make it work. Right on. I think what people, a lot of people, if you, I know you do, you, you still do your chats, kind of like the FDR, the fire, yeah. fireside chats. Yeah. I, I admire it. That's cool. Uh, people think Murfreesboro's been sold to apartment complexes yeah. and developers. Wherever you go, hey, there's apartment complexes everywhere. Now, granted, there's some nice, when I was a kid growing up here, you had yeah. Chelsea Place, you had Colony House, and now you've got, I mean, they're, they're nice, but well, what's a, your thoughts there, on apartment complexes? We've not really approved any new apartments. We actually changed our sewer ordinance to only allow nine units an acre, which typically doesn't work for apartments. The only apartments that have been approved over the last four or five years have really been Clary Park and... Um, and the the tdk project out on um medical center parkway right really the majority of them haven't happened um now that we approved the ones down down here or we hadn't approved them we just approved the the development agreement there haven't been anything there hasn't been anything approved but you know i'm not a i think if i could go back 20 years ago i would redo and i wasn't here on 20 years ago on on i was on planning commission so if I could go back, the 99 area, the St. Andrews area, 
some of the fortress area, I would definitely redo that. Old yeah. Fort, maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> Old Fort, there's no apartments on Old Fort. That's but, good point. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think you're going to see more apartments coming along. But, you know, I think it's also important to point out that most of your younger people now and i heard someone i was at a conference the other day and and someone was talking about this that they don't necessarily want to own a home they don't want to be tied down to one spot they want to be able to travel they want to be able to use their money for other things and they don't want to to responsibility Mm -hmm. so you know i think the the one acre lots or the you know the the zero lot line yeah the thirty thousand acre or excuse me thirty thousand square foot lots that's not what a lot of people want anymore and um you know and i mean trying to evolve around to see what 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 people want that's that becomes tougher and tougher is there an official moratorium on apartments coming in or no i mean we had a moratorium several years ago but in essence there probably is a moratorium because our sewer capacity that we passed and we don't have a capacity on treating sewer Right. We have a capacity issue on how much sewer you, how much of the wastewater you can discharge into the river. Right. That's why you know we use that affluent for Gateway, for the Old Fort Golf Course, but we change those those requirements from sixteen, sometimes in some cases twenty units per acre to now it's only nine units per acre. Right. And nine nine units per acre doesn't really work for apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, the affordable home now, you know, people talk about affordable housing. Townhomes or it's townhomes. But yet then there's a segment that people don't want townhomes. So that's the part that I think is really tough and sometimes frustrating is that, you know, people clamor and say we need more affordable housing we need right. more affordable housing but there's one word that comes with affordable housing density density you have to have a lot of it and that's that pe- can be a problem yeah that makes it tough i tell you where some nice houses are that are affordable but you have to you can't go over a certain uh income level on north on north academy yeah it's like Stratford Hall over there. There's man. some real. Oh, you're talking. You're you, talking about the new Murfreesboro Housing Project, or the they Murfreesboro are, Housing. They're beautiful. Yeah. Party yeah, they're board. Real, yeah. I mean, yeah. And but that's one of the things when Thomas Rowe with Murfreesboro Housing came in. You, you know, you go back and look in the 1950s when Mercury was built. Uh, now Martin Luther King. Yeah. That area over there. You look at when the Oakland's project was built, and like those those units were. I mean, there was two windows and a front door, and that was the only windows in the entire unit. That was it. And so now you're seeing the affordable housing, like what they're doing, where everything is part of a community. Right. And it's not where you're saying, hey, like Franklin Heights, you know, I, I, when I first got here, people would say, use, they would call that the projects. Right. And, you know, so there was a stigma with living there. And I think that's what people have have worked really hard to say look we want to build affordable housing in in the community right but look man the affordable housing issue that we're dealing with in murfreesboro all of the same other communities are are dealing with the same issue and and look my opinion is i don't think i think i could tell you instance after instance where government tries to get involved in manipulating the housing market right and it never works well right 
so and and that's where I think we're trying to find different ways like this heroes program where police officers firefighters emergency service providers teachers people who work in the community should be able to afford to live in the community right. well and let's talk about the homeless too i mean yeah cannonsburg which we know we're not going to tear down right we're no, not to, okay no. um <laughs> <laughs> People like Journey Homes, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm guilty of, um, I could do more to probably well, help I mean, the homeless. If I, yeah. I, I am one of the guys that will throw out, I'm not throw out, will hand out <laughs> yeah. food or money. But the fact is, I could be, I mean, I could be homeless. And a lot of the people up and down the Greenway are maybe, there's, there's a difference between being a vagrant and being homeless. Some of those people have 40-hour jobs, is what I understand, but they don't make enough money. Yeah. To pay for whatever. A lot of them have mental illness and there's, you know. You know, I've talked with, I met just last week, week before last, I met with Russ Galloway, who Russ is chairing the the fundraising campaign for um, Journey Home. And Journey Home's trying to build a new campus to relocate from where they are right now because they've outgrown their space. Sure. And what they want to be able to do is to offer you know classes some transitional homey or some transitional rooms that are there and um you know i I met with cold patrol um and and had a really good conversation with what cold patrol is doing and and i don't mean this to say callous scott foster with journey home has made this comment before that if you're homeless in rutherford county you have to try really hard to go hungry and that's from Scott Foster, who's the director right. of Journey Home, who's just saying, look, those services are there. But what what people really have to understand is really trying to figure out how to support those organizations. And that was the comment I made the other day at the airport is, you know, how many the, the people who are in the room talking about Cannonsburg, right. we need those people to help with Journey Home as well. Right. Journey so, Home, Greenhouse Ministries. Yeah, lots of good ministries out there. Lady Kay and I are talking with Mayor McFarland, uh, the mayor of Murfreesboro. We're going to take a break and we're going to have a call in show. You will, you'll be able to call in at 615 893 1450 and ask the mayor questions. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Are you looking for a trusted pharmacy? Look no further than Terrace Pharmacy. For nearly four decades, Terrace Pharmacy has proudly served our community since 1983. We've got not one, but two drive through windows for speedy service. Terrace Pharmacy is your partner in health, offering homebound delivery, 
vaccinations, specialty packaging, and MTM services. We accept most major insurance plans and we're locally owned so you'll always get personalized care. Give us a try today. Visit Terrace Pharmacy at 502 Highland Terrace or call 615-893-7971. Your health is our priority. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyronda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407. Welcome back to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K. We have Shane McFarlane, the mayor's here, answering some questions. We're going to be open for call-ins a little bit later. Feel free to call in, and we'll pick up where we left off before the break. We were talking about... I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's nice, Lady K. Me me neither. I'm just kidding. We're talking about the homeless situation. Let's see. Let's talk about... uh, the uh, the sportsplex that was supposed to come in it didn't oh all no as a realtor we have to vet these people mayor yeah I mean what we, happened we, we I wish that we could vet as much as you could when you're buying a home yeah. unfortunately we can't ask for personal financials and right. things like that I mean you know if you can imagine like every project that came through Murfreesboro like through the the planning commission level if we could say if the planning commissioners would say look we'd like to see your personal financials before we approve on a, a project it just right. but that makes too much sense so yeah why would you do? yeah I mean we <laughs> you know there's yeah there's only so much that government can do I mean think about the number of building permits that are issued that the house or may not you know a house may not get started you know, right. we just don't get to ask those questions but we had a group come in from arizona that wanted to build uh, legacy sports that wanted to build a big sports complex they had uh, just completed one in mesa arizona and i didn't attend the trip but there were uh, some council members some planning commission members some staff members that went out to mesa arizona to do due, right. di- due diligence to look at the project to talk with the owners and they contracted with the owners of the horde property mm-hmm. so we went through all the steps that you were supposed to go through um, they went did their due diligence and so they announced that they were coming to murfreesboro and they announced it yeah, they well, they did it at City Hall. I mean, that was in conjunction with the city because, you know, at the time, somebody wants to bring a $400 million project into your, big deal. To yeah. your city, you're really not in a position where you can say, nah, we, you know, <laughs> so we did what we you're supposed to do, and we went through the process with them, and they started the process. It went through zoning, you know, all along, all along while they were going through I think some financial issues that were going on in Arizona, Mr. Tyndall and I, the city manager, 
we joined in on some investor calls where the bonding the bonding that they had in Arizona they have to do public investor calls and BlackRock was on there several large organizations and after the first one you know you listen to some of the questions that the investors were asking and you're like this doesn't sound good and long story daisy yeah long story (laughs) short you know the city gave no incentives we had actually gone and met with t-dot with the development group uh shane reeves was there there were several of us that went right to talk about improving broad street and improving or improving 41 the 840 interchange and anyway long story short um it they're not coming i mean it was one of those things that just didn't come to fruition. Dig it off the ground. No, I mean, it's. It, I can't tell you how many, in the years of doing this, is how many times that I've met with people that I thought, man, this is a great project. This is going to be great for Murfreesboro. I mean, Harley-Davidson at one point, that was one of my first ones back years and years ago, that Harley-Davidson was looking at moving their corporate headquarters. And, you know, just as hard as we were trying to get Harley-Davidson where the city that they were already located was trying just as hard to keep them. Sure. So it's really more of that you know companies will come and try to leverage to see what you may do shopping yeah and i joke to say it's i feel like that i've asked someone to go to prom a bunch of times and i've kind of <laughs> turned, turned, down. turned down a bunch so you need to do one of those signs next I know, time. <laughs> that's right that's what everybody does those signs now so uh everybody's been intrigued about the baseball and hey i'm all for baseball yeah. I, I know you're a big baseball fan yeah but i mean this whole thing though um uh, it was two weeks ago Wednesday, Scott Broden with the DNJ called me and said, I've got confirmation that you guys are going to talk about this. It was the next Thursday we'd be talking about it. And so that's when I made my post on Facebook about, you know, that we had been approached by uh, an, a major league partner baseball team, a double A baseball team trying to be transparent um I, I did put the part in there that i wished i could go back i apologize to the group that about cannonsburg and that yeah. you know cannonsburg was moved there 47 years ago in 1976 and that you know you know that that we thought that it could be a possibility that you would relocate cannonsburg if it got that far down down the line um and it's been interesting seeing the comments about people who are just like adamantly in favor of cannonsburg i mean i was very upfront saying that i don't think we should destroy cannons no but you know bill before this has taught me one thing i think there's been good things and good things and bad things about social media (laughs) um but i think overall we have lost the ability to be able to respectfully dialogue with one another um you know it's so easy to be a keyboard warrior and throw insults, you know, yeah. and I, com- you know, I've lost my political filter, so I'll actually comment back to people. I mean, do you know how many times that someone will say that, you know, Shane McFarland owns a construction company, he's only in this to pad his pockets, and and anyone who has to know the diligence that we have to go through and the transparency that we go through, not only financially but disclosure-wise, there's not one project that I have ever done in this city that someone else couldn't have done the same project. I mean, if you go back and look at the people that I have been in business with, it's people that I've worked with for the last 25 years since I've been in Murfreesboro. It's not anyone that, you know, I've met while being mayor saying, hey, let's do this project together. Because, I mean, it's just not worth it. I mean, and, and, you know, people can believe that or don't believe it. I mean, honestly, I don't care. Um, But, I mean, at the end of the day, the only thing I have is my 
pride, I mean, my integrity and my, my honor and right. to set an example for my kids. And if you think that I'm going to do something to try to be shady, I'm, that's just not me. That's not right. who I am. Um, and well, so yeah. that's the part where I'll like comment back to people, you know, I had one guy said something and I'm like, man, you, you need to find more better material. I mean, th- that argument's getting You old. said that to him or he <laughs> oh, said that to you? No, I put, he put something about the only reason I was doing this or the only reason I had this job is to be able to, um, you know, is to be able to make get money. construction projects to make money. I can guarantee you and you can ask the people that work in my company and they see the level of transparency and even I'm afraid to even ask the city for things. I'm like, no, Jason, you need to call and ask that because if I do it, then it's going to look like I'm asking a favor. Being mayor has cost me projects more than it has given me projects. So you can see, but you see where people, oh. Yeah, nobody nobody trusts politicians anymore. No, it's I mean, We can agree to disagree, agree. That's what we got to get back to. But I do think that overall there's a lot of people who have lost the ability to be able to have civil dialogue with people um and and what i would tell you as an elected official you know when somebody emails you something like that you don't even listen to what comes next because you're like okay this person's not terrible yeah so it hopefully we can get back and fix that i don't you know i think that like this whole baseball thing it's one of those things that this opportunity was brought to us. Yeah. And I think it's a valid opportunity to talk about. I don't know if we'll be able to do it. I don't think. It wasn't your idea, was it? No. <laughs> this, and I, I, can I say, well, sure. this is my show. I'll say what I want yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor. Bill uh, just lost yeah. his filter. Well, I think that, and Jay, uh, Jason Rose, the, the owner, sure. real, real nice guy. I, you I haven't. Never, I haven't met him. You haven't. I had apparently never, known. I him. had never met Jason until the at the nine o'clock meeting after that we all met, met with yeah. him at eight o'clock. The city manager Tyndall has a work had a relationship with him, but Jason told me they had they were adversarial. Yeah, they went up against each other. But that's probably if you trade Arizona, Arizona. That's where. It, yeah, I mean, look, it came there, from. There's it so came many, from the. There's came so from many. The, there's so many things that come through the city where applicants will meet with planning staff or they'll meet with city staff before they ever meet with the elected officials right um i went back and looked i think the first email that i got on the potential of this was maybe like end of june first of july and i think i had gotten like two or three emails but you um, could but, come forward about it well i mean there was nothing there was nothing even to come forward with right. they, you know it was like hey this Someone, somebody reached out about yeah. this you know and that's i mean i think craig and his team they do their job by entertaining those things i mean so what would happen if for example whole Foods, whole foods reached out and said we want to come to murfreesboro and they're like no nah, we're not going to talk to you i mean you you have yeah. to be able to have those conversations that's how you know, the majority of things in our community started with that dialogue. That's how the fountains with Scott Gravy, that's right. how that that started. I mean, that's how the avenue started. That's how a lot of the things we have start with the, with the conversation. With it, and it's building relationships. So speaking of the fountains, across the street there, I believe, next mm-hmm. to the fire department is going to be yep. – how many acres is that? 20 acres? 20, yeah, 22 or so. That's the last – How is that going? It's supposedly the last conversation that – I heard that they were starting 
um, end of this year, first of next year. You know, it's like a lot of things with development right now. When a project was approved, interest rates were at three and a half percent, and now Prime is at eight and a quarter. And a lot of projects that look really good six, eight, ten months ago just don't pencil out right now. Right. Um, so that you know, I, I think it's. Do you th- see it being delayed some? No, I mean, I, I think it's coming along first of the year. That was sort of their in, their intent. I th- but but look, Bill, I think part of it. And we have to say when we've messed up on things. And I think like the Broad Street where we're sitting now, this project, you talk about the fountains, One East College, the the property downtown where the church is. Methodist Church, yeah. Yeah, that's really put a black eye on the city because we went through a very open process to select a developer, and that developer just hasn't performed. And, I mean, I met with that developer probably four or five weeks ago and it was a really rough conversation i mean i it's one of the only times i can remember that i really lost my temper steam with someone yeah just because i mean and what i told him i'm like look man if you think that we're going to approve a bad project just to get a project going then as far as i'm concerned that thing can just sit there and and that's I wish we could go back and redo that one. Oh yeah, we got to keep the methods. That's why I went to kindergarten. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's why we <laughs> look. That's why we, you know, in 2016 when when I first got elected, I met with a bunch of developers who said, "Hey, we're going to buy this piece of property, and but we're going to do every we're going to do the best we can to save that church." And in developer speak, that's mm-hmm. hey. We're really going to look at that church, but when it comes down to it, we're going to tear that thing down. That's what people think. Well, they're just eminent domain. They're going to let it no, rot. Well, I mean, yeah. they're going to yeah. So you, you know, I mean, that's why we did that because you can imagine if you talk about Cannonsburg, imagine the upheaval in our community. <laughs> you, if, you've already heard that. If we would have allowed that church to be torn down, uh, it's one of the oldest structures in Murfreesboro, and so that's why we bought the property because we already owned a third of the property anyway to be able to pick a developer to do that. Right. And it just hasn't it just hasn't turned out. And look, I if I could go back, I wouldn't have voted for the developer that that bought that property. But I mean, it's easy to armchair quarterback and I mean, heck, if I could go back 30 years, I would tell the people who approved Middle Point Landfill, you know, the county Next back question. then, I would have just said, look, <laughs> nice segue. Let's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's don't do that. But I mean, there Bill, there will be people who 20 years from now will question the decisions that we made sure and and that's i mean that's fair that's hindsight but you make the decision you make the best decisions that you can with the information you have at the time right on what about this let's go back to cannesbury when will they start having events back down there i mean that was one of the things we talked about at the council meeting i don't think some of us were aware that we weren't having weddings and some of those things so i think those um those are applicable to be able to start you know talk about those things right i think that whole area with the town creek project that's along broad street that's getting ready to get started south front street is getting ready to get started so there's some significant construction that's getting ready to occur down there. more traffic well that comes with that comes with it but i mean here's the thing i would tell you Traffic is the number one thing that we get complaints on in Murfreesboro. Sure. In my opinion, 
downtown traffic is one of the best things you can have. If there is such a thing as good traffic, traffic downtown is a good thing. Because right. if you look at all of the businesses that we have downtown, they're all mom and pop, small business owned businesses. And if you don't have traffic, you you have boarded up buildings, which 30, 40 years ago we were dealing with. Yeah. So I, I think having traffic and having walkable traffic downtown is a good thing right one other thing about the amphitheater speaking of traffic people have been complaining well that's that's a bad place unless you you know you want to have a heart attack you're right across the street from the hospital if you're going to have a fire they can put the fire right there yeah i mean traffic's going to be traffic but medical um, center parkway if you'll look at medical center parkway now we approved the construction project to have that three lanes from thompson lane all out to 24 the majority of the third lane going west is now being constructed so they'll start the other side uh, you, you know the 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 portion from thompson back to broad street that will be a project that will get started. There's already where Vicks Outdoor Power used to be on Robert Rose Drive. That, oh, yeah. that road's under construction right now. But, uh, I mean, there's not a great answer to f- to fix traffic. I mean, when I moved here in 1992, there were about 35, 40,000 people who lived here. Yeah. You fast forward 30 years, we're closer to 165,000. So... I laugh because routinely when I speak to people, I'll ask people, hey, if you were from here, raise your hand. (laughs) And it's less than 10% in any group that I speak to, and that's being generous. Right. But I moved here, and I caused some of the traffic to come here just like, you're not from here, are you? Right, I'm Mr. Murphy's bro. Come on, man. Mr. Mr. Uh, I go back four or five generations. Yeah, do you? Are you yeah, really? Evergreen. I got people in the 1850s, man. Come on, man. Okay, so me he and, almost fell out so, of his so, chair. So, so me, hey. and, me and Lady K are not from here. Y'all, so, it's y'all's fault. Yeah. So, really? so 67 percent of the people here right now sitting here are, are not from here. But you know, there's just not a good answer to traffic. I mean, we we live in a country where. You fast you look at COVID and you fast forward COVID and there's so many people here from the west now from the west coast and the east coast that that taking over are, are moving here. Yeah, I saw a thing the other day that said, "Welcome to Tennessee. We want to give you a map so you can get around better." And it's a map of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and and that's the thing I, w- I would say, and I don't mean this to be a smart aleck or be flippant, but tell me what your answer is to not get people to move here is it it's a great place to live i mean we installed impact fees do we quit building parks do we i mean tell me what tell me honestly tell me what the answer is because here's the thing everybody who has a house here now if we make it to where it's a not where it's not a desirable place to live and people don't want to move here then guess what your house value goes down Mm -hmm. so i mean tell me what the answer the answer is and and that's that's sort of the thing too, Bill. Like homelessness. Tell me what the answer is to solve affordability and homelessness inside the city of Murfreesboro. And and because there's a lot of smart people, including Journey Home, yeah, Salvation Army, Greenhouse Ministries, who are working really hard to help. And and there's not an overall answer. What about a commission? 
set up for a home. Have y'all done that? There is one. There, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> thank thank you, Mayor. Good yeah, idea. I Bill. think all the churches need to get together. That's easier said than done. And have them. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's. But, you know, I, I mean, I think when you talk about homelessness, one of the things and I was having this conversation with David Criswell yesterday. David. I like David. He's I like, a trip. I like David. Yeah, I like him too. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the homelessness issues that we're dealing with right now that are not transitional homelessness have to deal with um, mental health issues and substance abuse issues. Right. And so th- there's a there's an overriding. You know, people will say, "Well, you just need to build a shelter." Well, man, I'm telling you, no other communities are doing that. Right. And so the minute that Murfreesboro builds a shelter, then guess what other communities are going to do? They're going to say, "Hey, y'all need to go to Murfreesboro." <laughs> they point down here. Yeah. So it's take it's, your trash I mean, and, and your it, homeless people to you, Murfreesboro. <laughs> well, and, and I'm telling you, if you don't think that it's true that municipalities have bought bus tickets to send people to Murfreesboro before, it is true. Uh, I mean, that has happened. They'll take anybody. And, and I think that's that's where it's a you know one of the things I think we need to have in place is a landlord assistance program to be able to incentivize landlords to be able to rent. They can work. Homes for, the, yeah. yeah for, and I think a a, a, a utility deposit wave, waiving program to right. be able. So I think there are things that you can help. But, you know, we're, we're really if people and this is going to sound. I told you I've lost my political filter. Callous. If you think <laughs> what callous. if you think doing what San Francisco's done or what Portland's done or what Austin has done. Just, or, I mean, if you think that's the solution for Murfreesboro, that's not, then I would tell you, you need to vote for somebody else. It's Be- quadrants. Y- yes. Because, you know, for example, Kids Castle, we had a couple of homeless people who had got in a fight a couple of years ago and they, one person got stabbed at Kids Castle. That's where kids are. Right. And the minute that the city is put on notice for that we have a liability to make sure that we do the best we can to take care of it. I mean, I've had some really scary conversations with Discovery Center where they have pleaded, hey, we're having this issue. We had someone overdose on our doorstep. Mm-hmm. We had someone with a gun at on our playground. And, and folks, I will tell you, when we get put in that position, that's a scary position that as an elected official, you have to say safety comes first. Right. And, and you know, when we get complaint after complaint after complaint that the library, that you can't go upstairs in the library because it's turned into a day homeless shelter, that may, I'm not saying that to sound callous, but we get those complaints that, safety. you know, a mom and her kids say, we don't feel safe going to the library. And it's not because we're afraid of of the homeless population it's because someone yelled at us as we're walking into the door so i think there's a a, a fair way to say there's a way to balance that right and and it's a really tough spot to be and in. these things take time yeah it yes. takes it's a process let's move let's change the subject when is the west side of murfreesboro going to depart yeah so we voted um you know came up with a crazy idea a couple of Novembers ago. I was sitting in a meeting and I said with with Mr. Tyndall, you know, we've got this 120 acres that's on the interstate, which is not great for parkland, but it's the only land we could find. Middle Tennessee Electric has this 153 acres that's next to the Cloister, next to Berkshire. 
that's a great piece of property for a community park. So I picked up the phone, called Chris Jones, and said, hey, what do you think about trading property? And he's like, man, that's not a bad idea. It took us about a year to go through that process, but we ended up trading property. We took their 153 acres, which is much better for a community park because it's actually surrounded by communities. Right. And we voted, it was about 90 days ago, we voted for the design agreement. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll have a park under construction this year on this year on um, Blackman. I mean, that's been my goal, and staff knows that goal, that we'll have that park under construction. And then we've started the, the design process, <clears throat> or excuse me, um, getting estimates for the 127 acres that we have on Highway 96 yeah. for a ball field complex. And we're hopefully going to start the conversations with the county about a possible aquatics facility. Wow. Aquatics. Which, you know, the county schools are building high schools, but with those high schools, they're not building pools. Right. But they still have swim teams. Yeah. And yeah, I think this would be the great way for the county commission, the county mayor, and the city council to be able, of Murfreesboro, to be able to say, let's work together to do a, a maybe a public-private partnership on providing those spaces. What about uh, what's going on with the landfill? And I have this is a serious question. This is a real, the water treatment facility that's around the bend. Was that built before the landfill or after? You know, I don't know what year. I'm putting you on the spot. That water treatment facility plant was built. It's upstream of the landfill. I don't know. That's a okay. good question. Um, but how? Okay, how's how's that going with the landfill? Are we? What's going on with it? I think we're still, a week ago this past Friday, the the judge in Nashville ruled against Republic and upheld the decision of the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, who the city of Murfreesboro intervened in their lawsuit. BFI of Tennessee, which is Republic, sued the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board when they said, we're not approving your your new landfill. Um and we, that was a David and Goliath type deal. And really, David being the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, because, I mean, they don't have any money. I mean, it's a, it's a small board. We intervene, which means that we join the lawsuit. And we have put together a really good team. And the judge said... No, we agree with the city and the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, and we um, uphold the ruling. Right. So I don't know what comes next with Republic, but, you know, I I, I was listening to y'all when y'all had Mr. Classen up here. I've said this publicly. I think he should run for office because he's a hell of a politician. Um, he's very good at selling. I'm a, we're good neighbors. We're, you know, good community partners. Um I disagree with certain things. I think Mike's a good guy, but you know Mike's been here a couple of years, and there's been numerous, numerous general managers before him. Even Mike, Mr. Classen said that we've not handled things at Middle Point the way they should have been handled. Right. So you know, at the end of the day, we want them to fix what needs to be fixed out there. Right. And we want to make sure that what is out there right now is not a detriment to generations of 
Rutherford Countyans and Murfreesboro residents in the future. It's supposed to close 2025, I believe. Is that right? Uh, that number moves all over the place. So you, mm. And I mean, that it, stuff's going to be there. What? What, are you gonna, what can you do with it? It's got to manage it. Well, I mean, they have, a, they have a bond in place that they have to make sure and maintain that after the landfill closes. Um, they just can't walk away from it. Although there's an example in West Tennessee where a group walked away from the landfill and the state had to take it over. I can't say that Republic would do that. But, you know, I think three years ago, I'm not sure that Arizona, the people in Arizona really knew who Murfreesboro, Tennessee was, besides right. the profit that that middle point brought in. Right. I think it's safe to say now that they absolutely know who Murfreesboro, Tennessee exactly. is. Exactly. And, you know, if you take all of this aside, you take all the federal lawsuit that we filed, you take what's going on at the state level, um, we just want the, the facility to be run the way that it's supposed to be run. And I think it's safe to say it's not right that 34 to 37 other other counties use Murfreesboro as their dumping ground. Right. And to say that I think it's total BS when someone from Republic will say, well, you know, landfilling is the cheapest and best best way to handle our trash. Well, yeah, it definitely is for the residents of Davidson County to be able to bring their trash to Murfreesboro. Yeah, it sure as hell is the cheapest yeah. thing for them <laughs> to do. But it's not the best thing for right. our community, and that's really what we've we've been committed to trying to find what those next I wonder those if, next steps are. And you know, I, I, I finish with this: we don't know. There's a we bought twenty some odd acres two or three years ago on Butler Drive, and we're really working as a transfer station, which the studies have all showed that there need to be a north and south transfer station, and we're working forward to see if the waste away process that is no burning it's none of those other things that this process will work but you have to be able to to look at those those issues to see if that's what's what's best moving forward right on looks like we're fixing to take a break we've been here with mayor shane mcfarland we'll be right back Are you ready to experience the heartwarming flavors of the South? Look no further than Mama's Table. Y'all Come Eat, the new cookbook by local author Carolyn Hall. This cookbook is filled with cherished family recipes that will transport you to Mama's Kitchen. You can purchase it right now on Amazon so you can start creating unforgettable meals for your loved ones. But that's not all. Stay up to date on book signings and special events by following Carolyn Hall's Facebook page. Plus, Carolyn plans on cooking her way through the cookbook on social media, sharing her tips and tricks with you along the way. Because as Carolyn says, there are always memories made, blessings shared, and full bellies around Mama's Table. So don't wait. Get your copy of Mama's Table. Y'all come eat. Bring the warmth and love of Southern cooking into your home. For a trusted pharmacy, look no further than Terrace Pharmacy. For nearly four decades, Terrace Pharmacy has proudly served our community since 1983. We've got not one, but two drive through windows for speedy service. Terrace Pharmacy is your partner in health, offering homebound delivery, vaccinations, specialty packaging, and MTM services. We accept most major insurance plans and we're locally owned so you'll always get personalized care. 
Give us a try today. Visit Terrace Pharmacy at 502 Highland Terrace or call 615-893-7971. Your health is our priority. At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K here at WGNS. And Mayor McFarland, thank you for taking the time seriously for coming in and, and doing the show. Um, and thank you for not tearing down Cannonsburg. No. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that was ever something that was going to... You know, the thing about you couldn't build anything at Cannonsburg if you wanted to anyway. It's in the floodplain. It's, flood it's around a blue line stream. Right. But... I, I was joking at the meeting because I think the people who came to the meeting actually saw how we go through the process and that there's not really, I mean, look, there's people out there that I'm never going to be able to change their mind about right. the city. Right. But I think a lot of people who actually came to the, to the, and, and saw the process were like, well, maybe it's not as nefarious as we, we think it is. Right. Lady Kay, do you have any questions for the for the mayor? Um, I don't know. We were talking on the break about the um, the waste away treatment plant that was that the Butler right Road. wordage verbiage mm. treatment plant processing facility treatment processing yeah. facility. Um, and it's just you know clearing up some of my initial thoughts about it being such a new understudied um, technology, but it's not so much. Yeah, it's it's really an easy process. That's hap it happens overseas quite a bit. But what happens? The trash comes in. It goes into a negative pressure warehouse, which that means that smell can't get out. Then they take that next door to another um, warehouse, where there's a conveyor belt. There's the technology that they have there. 90% of the waste is used, or the municipal solid waste is used, and then it's processed into pellets. That is already occurring in Morrison, Tennessee. Yeah. There's no burning. There's no nothing. There's none of that. And well, so how do they get rid of it? So they they make these pellets, the pellets and, okay. and then there's two things that will happen. One, they have contracts from coal companies who have, when they, or excuse me, cement companies, when they make 
cement, they have to have a kiln that makes the potash and all the stuff that goes into making cement. So these companies have said that they will buy that material because the EPA has designated that as a clean a clean source. So they actually get carbon neutral credits for right. using that. And then the other process is you put that in an anaerobic digester, which General Mills already has an anaerobic digester, and that is turned into renewable natural gas. <laughs> and that <laughs> renewable natural gas... So the, the natural gas we use right. is put back into the system, and then the federal government pays us for doing that. Gotcha. Wow. So, I mean, I don't envy you guys having to figure this out because it's been such a it, crap yeah. show already, L- you know? Literally, a literal yes. crap, a crap show. show. Yeah. And then trying to find, you know, a solution going forward and not have yeah. the have the hindsight that is happening now. If you oh, knew now. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody has Where do you see ball, Murfreesboro? But. Where do you see Mayor Shane McFarland five to ten years? And where do you see Murfreesboro five to ten years? Man. From now. Um, five to ten years. So I just took, and Lady Kay is getting ready to do the same thing, to take a kid to college. Um, I just got finished back in August taking both of my twins to to one twin is not two set of twins no, right? okay both, both okay. Twins. yeah one set of twins um they're they're in school at ut now um so drew in five years will be 16 so i mean i i hope to be healthy i hope um i hope murfreesboro is continuing to be a leader not only in just a good quality place to live right and i and I don't get on social media near as much as what I used to because the negativity that you see about the community is just crazy. But we're awarded national awards for parks, national awards for safety, national awards for quality of life, financial awards. And this is just not a bad place to live. I mean, now look. If we there, there are things that we need to improve on. Right. Traffic being one of them. But I want to tell people when you know they're commenting about how bad of a place that Murfreesboro is. That I mean, if it's Murfreesboro is this bad, why in the world would you want to live here? And two realtors right here, man. It will, but Murfreesboro is just not a bad place to live. There are things that we could do different. But I'm from Grundy County. How y'all doing? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My mom and dad still live there. Right. And I can tell you some of the traffic issues that we deal with and some of the overall things about growth, they would love to have that because there's no job opportunities there. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to sell your house, unless it's in, you know, one of these new resort developments. Rearview Cove. No. no, I'm talking about in Grundy <laughs> oh, County. Right. You can't sell your house. So it's a good place. If, you're, if you have a, a child there, there's not a lot of job opportunities for them to be able to stay stay right. there. Yeah. So we live in a really good community. I'm not ever going to say that there's not things we can improve on. Right. But, you know, we live in a good place. What about, do you ever see us being a part of metropolitan? No. no. And get, what about the city and the county having one government? I don't think you'll ever see that happen as well. What about districts in the city council having two here, two there? Uh, you know, What's I've, your thoughts about I've it? seen both things. I've seen districts both ways. Um, I'm not a fan of districts 
and, and the reason why I've dealt with districts in Metro Nashville and you have like one district has a czar. Yeah. You know, that's that's yeah. the one person. And if that one person doesn't agree with something that's going in his or her district, right. then you're, Chaos. you're done. Yeah. At least now you've got an overall group that is trying to make the best decisions for Murfreesboro. Who's your favorite city council person? I like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who does the best prayer? Everybody does. Including yourself, you do. everybody does a good prayer. Okay. I've, I've, my pastor told me a long time ago, when you get asked to say your dinner prayer, that if you can, if you can smell the food, don't go praying for the missionaries. I mean, you're boom, and, bam, and, bing, and, boom. And Ashley, I, I'll never forget. You have to have that person that you know keeps you in check, right? Which Ashley does for me. I was speaking at MTSU graduate MTSU graduation in front of you know twelve or thirteen thousand people. And I wrote this whole speech out, and when I got done, she was like, hey, I want to tell you two things. No one's going to remember that you were the person speaking in your gra- in your their graduation, and two, nobody cares. So make it, <laughs> Way to go, make, make it quick, <laughs> and they will remember that you gave a quick speech. Humility is a oh. good thing yeah. sometimes, you yes, know? Yes, absolutely. And also, anytime that you can work the word czar into this radio show, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. You don't want to talk about books or you want to talk about MTSU? We've got, if you, in 30, yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah, well, tell I, us about the books. No, there's been a lot of talk about banning books, which is just a complete and total crap. I, I'll, I'll show you guys offline. There's some books that got into the library for minors and kids. And I responded back to somebody and put a, co- a copy of just a page. Yeah. And I got disabled on Facebook for violating community standards. Kicked off! And, and so, look, if you think that it's about banning books, you know, get over yourself. That's ridiculous. Right. You know, but if you think that some of these books that are in the library you're for that then you should you think that you should be able to buy a playboy or a hustler to put in the library and that's just not i think our community no matter which community you're in people would say that's not right for kids thank you mayor lady (laughs) k maybe the vols will do better next week Uh, the Titans pull through and raiders will do good um Everybody, thanks for listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K. Um, everybody go out and do <laughs> oh. something nice for somebody. There's one of the Safe Cannonsburg. Here. God bless you. <laughs> Safe Cannonsburg.